Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. sound good we sound sexy i'd hit it yeah. <laughs> like i said we need more women on the podcast time to dick was negative two seconds we haven't even started <laughs> <laughs> you know what we need we need like we need an audio a cue what is the what's the um oh god dun, dun. what's the uh, chime 2001 space odyssey mm. Or it's like usually when there's a moon landing. Dun 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 dun. 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 Yeah. That song. We need what one about of those, it? Like, and we just we need that musical cue, like when we get to dick. Play it plays that. after That's every so time. Cheers. Yeah. That'd be so yeah, long. Like, it's like, oh, sex joke comes. Let's put aside a minute and a half for that song to fucking play. Yeah. So you've got it like building to it, and then like dun dun, like right when the dick joke comes. Oh, okay. We okay. did it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that uh, the basis of the whole episode, again. the whole episode would be like constant slow builds to the dick joke, constantly. Constantly. Um, the other thing that kind of sucks was I, I didn't see until um, well, I guess today that you guys didn't get to see uh, Invincible, so I called this episode like Invincible Falcon News, but apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, it sucks. So. I've been trying to watch it for days, and it, oh, very frustrating. Yeah, don't watch that with yeah. kids. I finished that is it bad? yesterday. No. I know. Is, is it is it super oh, it's adult? It's very R-rated. It's not. You know, I remember. Adult. It's going to be, I assume, based on the. I way remember. It. I want to say 2009. I got a. Uh, I was at San Diego Comic Con, and they were handing out free episodes of the Invincible Motion comic. Mm. And I remember. I think it aired on MTV or something, and that was my first exposure to it. And I just remember I watched it. And I was like, I don't like this. I'm sure my opinion would change now, but it was mostly just because it felt like a comedy based on that first episode. And it was just like, you can't do this. You're not invincible. And then I was just like, okay. You won't like the show then. No. Because that that same joke exists in the show. Well, I'm sure it does because it's probably it's from the comic. Like that makes sense. Yeah. That would. But I mean, I think that now knowing that what the, that the show is probably like deeper than that than just sort of surface level goofy shit. I might, I might be up for it. Should I tell so him? That joke, yeah. that joke yeah. punctuates like every opening of the show. Oh. They so. don't, that's when the opening credits happen. It's funny. Sometimes they're like 30 minutes into the show. The first time someone says Invincible, it cuts to the title card, Invincible. It doesn't even say the word. Where they are. And there's more blood <laughs> splattered on each episode. So I like that. That sounds funny. It's funny. Like the first time they yeah, did it, it's it like funny. the last 10 minutes of the first episode. It's like, I think I'll call myself. And it's like, and like the screen shoots yeah. up with like Invincible on it. And that's why I was laughing because you were like, oh, it's like a comedy. I was like, <laughs> like I, I didn't watch enough of it to like make an educated guess about it. It was yeah. all uneducated assumptions. Um, and I actually just finished the second compendium and I'm on to the third. So I will finish the comic book, mm, which I'm excited compendium. about. So. 
You guys ready to start the show? This is the show. Well, let's actually start the show. Hello, and welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the premiere and flagship podcast of LRM Online. I'm your host, Brendan Jones, and I got the boys. And I had this whole thing all lined up. I was, I was like, ready. I was going to say, like, hey, Jammer's got a hard time, and we're going to, like, speed through this. And then Jammer was like, hey, I don't have a hard out anymore. So now, now all of my work is just kind of wasted, uh, which is all very exciting. But anyway, here we go, I guess. Uh, we've got Danny K. Bartlett, Nick Dahl, Joseph Jammer Medina in the room. Gents, how y'all doing? All good here. Good. Awesome. Um, did you guys ever see, well, did you guys ever see that cartoon? Uh, I don't think it was called The Boys. What was it? There was this kid who'd invented all these robots and his name was Ziv Zoolander. ZZ for short. Oh. No. I don't remember. No. I watched a movie yeah, called Small Soldiers with Tommy Lee Jones and Kirsten Dunst. No, this is, this is older this than that. And David Cross. Yeah. His tagline was, it's laser time, boys. So I was going to call you guys. That's all. It's like, oh. oh. You still, you still can. It's just, we won't I have a clue. You still can do it. Same. You know, because I can talk at a snail's pace, it doesn't matter. But anyway, I'm still going to get that line, so I'm going to burn through this real quick. So Thank God you talk at a snail's pace, because it's not like we don't have a lot of news to get through. We do have a lot of news. We can do it, though. It's going to be barely news. We got this. Or whatever it is, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So here's the deal. In any given week, there are a ton of things happen. We have to pick and choose. Uh, For whatever reason, this past week was particularly voluminous, at least in my opinion. You guys might have thought the new shit. Um, but I'm going to burn through some geek news that I think the audience needs to know. And if you guys want to chime in, feel free to chime in. If not, then we'll just keep it moving on to our main topic. But the headlines that we've got right now. So The Witcher Season 2 has wrapped. And we found out recently that the episodes are going to be coming before the end of the year. So we got a short teaser from Netflix. And it was hosted by the showrunner Lauren Schmidt-Hirsch. Probably tore that name up. But she gave us a brief glimpse of the show, and so we know that before the end of the year, we will be tossing coins to our Witcher on Netflix before 2021 closes out. So that's some good news to enjoy that show. Also, we've got two pieces of Spider-Man news. We've got the fact that No Way Home, threequel in the Tom Holland series, the MCU Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire's Spanish voice dub actor, Roger Pera, has confirmed that he's going to be involved in Ghoul seemingly seemingly confirm mcguire's fourth spidey flick you guys do you guys agree with that yeah this shit is happening i don't care what anybody says they're lying if they're denying it they're lying they're denying and lying denying and lying is what they are it's uh it's always these damn damn like spanish voice dubs people who ruin it yeah evan peters is in this because i did his dub as quick so (laughs) nick doll the quote nick doll those fucking mexican people I'm kidding. Nick did not say that. I said damn, first of all. I know you didn't, but I I just totally said something you did not say. To be clear. So he used that quote from you. Isolated voice actor news. We've got Christopher Daniel Barnes, who played Spider Man (laughs) in the Fox cartoon that lasted from 1994 to 1998, confirming his involvement in Into the Spider Verse. So it looks like we're going to get another crossover in that Spidey sequel. Wait, so, whose involvement? Christopher Daniel Barnes. He is the individual who played Spider-Man in the Fox cartoon. So yeah, it looks like, uh, again, we've got Christopher Daniel Barnes confirming his involvement in Into the Spider-Verse. So we've got two Spider-Man voice actors who are confirming 
leaks, news, interesting things for these sequels. So Spider-Man No Way From Home that's going to be dropping December of this year and Into the Spider-Verse is coming sometime next year in 2022. So that should be pretty interesting. The Spider-Verse. Now, now. <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That was the worst we also, song ever. <laughs> what was it? I think I feel just feel nostalgic about it. I think that's that's what. Did you guys ever ever hear the uh, that the X Men original uh, the X Men animated series song was plagiarized from this fuck what, what country is it Eastern European or not Eastern some some cares. foreign some European live action show where it's like if you actually listen to compare them it's like oh they stole that shit it sounds exactly the same no I didn't hear that yeah look it up Google it I remember what that theme was, was like the, uh, Metal Gear X Men X Men <laughs> No, it was. Dar- <laughs> I don't remember how it goes. Dar- so dar- 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 ah. Yeah, that was iconic. Yeah. Really not. Spider-Man. Man, doesn't know it. It's not that iconic. Well, once you did it, I'm like, ah. I just imagine, like, play that back. In slow motion, the same yell. I'm that stupid machine from Godzilla King of the Monsters. I'm that orca. Just play my different sequences, and I can t- control monsters. I've only watched that movie once two years ago, so I don't remember what the fuck I've you're talking about. I've only watched it once also, movie. but it was last yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that movie. I don't even think I made it through the first one. That was the plot device. Super boring. Super boring. Yeah. Hey, Gamma, I've just, I've just, uh, just found out it was a Hungarian police show called Linda the Policewoman. Yep. That allegedly, the, the song was stolen from, and the the uh, creator has actually filed a lawsuit with Marvel, apparently. Linda the Policewoman. Catchy so name. Catchy news. title. This is new news. No, this is like a year ago. Maybe Old more. Old school news. Yeah. But the Old lawsuit. School. I mean, it's, lawsuits take a while. Right? Well, if it's I'm suing assuming... Disney, that means they wait until Disney owned it to start the lawsuit because yeah. Disney has deeper pockets. Well, you know, it's still... Oh, Marvel. No, it's Marvel. Interesting. Uh, I mean, original news was yeah. reported end of September uh, 2019, so we're well over... Yeah, that's almost still... That's, that lawsuit is new. That's interesting. Um, we'll find out. But yeah, I Just recommend looking it up and listening. Looking up and listening to it side by side, it's uncanny. Just like the X-Men. Okay. The uncanny like the X-Men. We did it! <laughs> Boom! We did a Just stop the reference. show. Just stop the show. We're done. That's it. We did it. Drop, everyone We're drop their mics. I'm out. George Costanza. Not, is not out. you, Jonesy, because yours is low already. Yours is too low. Mine's low. Mine's low. <laughs> no. Don't drop your mic. Too high? Too high? <laughs> so, anyway, Spider-Man. I also wanted to do um, this, this kind of interesting box office check. Um, so because Danny loves coming to America too so much or coming to America, um, I wanted to do this and I just wanted to pitch this to you guys and just have you listen to it, see if you have anything to say about it. So right. the Eddie Murphy sequel racked up 1.4 billion minutes of viewing during the first week of March. So one through seven March. And it gave Amazon its first Nielsen win, which I thought was pretty interesting, especially when you compare it to what's happening with uh, Godzilla versus Kong right now in the theaters. So that film, probably as of right now, so at the end of last weekend, it had grossed $285 million worldwide. 76 million of that was from overseas. And so given that it's probably at the point of this recording, across $300 million, I think it's a guaranteed sequel. Um, but that's a separate thought from the comparison I want to make. Does it 
seem like people are just really, really, really ready to get back to them. Um, yes. Is that happening? It's happening, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm I stopping it. Yep. I, I could, the reason why I could tell is because I'm fucking ready to go back to the theaters. And a year and a half ago, I was just like, Psh, I'll be at home. Fuck theaters. And I'm just like, get me outside. Get me outside of my house. Get me in a chair and get Catch me out of my house. That. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I can guarantee that, yeah, it's once herd immunity kicks in, which seems like good news all around, at least in America, that's probably going to set in what good news in America. <laughs> well, that also herd immunity. No, no, no it is. It's not a thing. It, CDC's t- it's just, it's related to vaccinations. It's not going to happen by itself. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because of Different vaccinations, they're speeding else up. Was saying and using they're really apps. speeding up. Like they originally <laughs> were going to have vaccinations right. come in uh, May 1st or May 31st, but now it's just like now everyone go get your vaccinations, get that herd immunity going. We were actually no, on, it's it's a country too across the whole the country. country did it too. Sweden? Colorado or was May 1st, Sweden. and then Colorado it's changed it. Just now is Sweden. I think it's April 18th actually for the whole U.S. Um, oh, okay. So like things are moving up, and yeah. So my my point shot. is that. Hopefully by August or so, August or so, we'll be going back to theaters in droves. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So then my question is, um, do you all think that Black Widow uh, was a little premature? Maybe, but maybe there is also other content that they're needing to get out, and I think they're at this point where like, well, Sony is releasing Spider-Man, so we just have to have make sure it gets before that. We also have Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki. And we just, let's just let's just get the pipeline going. It's like the last one. Let's just get it out there. Um, I think probably it was a bit premature, but like maybe they're just over it and it's like let's just get this out. Premature oh. moving it? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, because they seem like they yeah. moved it, and then all of a sudden things started to get better. <laughs> as I wouldn't. Far as news. I wouldn't have left it in May if I was Disney. <clears throat> I would make sure everything is once fully back, so I don't have someone saying my Marvel movie is a flop or something. Yeah, I'll get to me. see. <laughs> Black Widow in theaters. I'm going to do my darndest to see it in theaters because uh, I will be okay. fully vaccinated by then. That's exciting. And we will talk really about exciting. that a little bit more because we got a new trailer this week. But I want to hit something else real quick first. Um, so this past week, uh, 5 April happened. And so some of you may or may not know this, but in Star Trek lore, that is first contact. Day. So 5 April... 2063 mm-hmm. is the day that the Vulcans landed on Earth and met Zephram Cochran and everyone else that helped build the ship with the first warp drive that was created by humans. So uh, Viacom and Paramount and all those folks have adopted this to be first contact and they've released a lot of announcements, Star Trek releasements. So we got stuff that relates to Discovery and Lower Decks, um, Star Trek Prodigy, which is the new Captain Janeway show. And I wanted to ask... Nick, primarily because you're you're relatively new fan of Star Trek. Um, so we're going to go this way. We're going to go Nick, Danny, and then Jammer, because I also have a separate question for Jammer. Um, of the things that they announced, so we got a trailer for Star Trek Discovery. We got a trailer for Lower Decks. Now, we found out that Q is coming back to not only Star Trek Picard, but also to the Lower Decks. I'm curious, of the announcements, what are the things, Nick, that excited you the most? uh out of what the new stuff they added um i mean i, I can't t- really i'm like the most excited for one they didn't talk about strange new world so other ones they just talked about discovery season four um i thought discovery season three was kind of a little bit of a rocky season and like finding its feet again in a new century but season four looks very much like 
the second season where it's like, okay, we got this one thing going on, and we'll have some spinoff episodes that don't have to deal with this bigger plot. But yeah, the what the plot in the trailer is is a five light year across thing that's moving thing. yeah that'll rip across a uh, rip apart like space and time and stuff and they can't tell where it's going to move next so even the people who have left the federation in the last thousand years are like the vulcans want back it. well the vulcans need the federation's help because they weren't very trustworthy in the last season of each other and yeah mm-hmm. it looks good obviously i'm excited for lower decks too prodigy i haven't seen it in stuff on and it's nickelodeon so i was playing i'm just not watching it but it's interesting they're bringing in a different press character okay and um, oh yeah picard i i just find it interesting that th- it's an interesting time to have a trailer uh, that ends with a q at the end i know it's a star oh, trek trailer and people know that yeah. but it ends with a q and you're like and i rewatched the detective Ch- baby and i rewatched the <laughs> detective chinatown three trailer last night and again it's like we have to find q and you're like this is a weird time for q <laughs> for q like yeah. You almost think Star Trek would have avoided it. I'm sure Q thinks it's going exactly as Q and Blaine. That reminds me of uh, speak. You mentioned Ryan George at the beginning, the pitch meetings guy. One of the jokes he had in the Godzilla one, who's like, "It's like, oh yeah, it's a good thing we we, we could show conspiracy theorists as good guys, yes, or something." <laughs> but yeah, I'm so, excited uh, for all of it. I mean, we're we're in for like a time period where I'm gonna need a Star Trek weekly podcast because we're gonna have content like there. every week, just like Marvel, baby. Okay um danny same question for you so you're relative to star trek um yeah i was uh, i was a fan of um (laughs) deep space nine uh that was probably my my most favorite show of the should we say the newer series that came out after the original one um but since then i've been a little bit dubious on i wasn't a fan of picard i gave it two episodes and 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 kind of didn't bother any further and then you made the right choice yeah, first, yeah, apparently so. And then the first season of Discovery didn't sell me either, but it was thanks to you and thanks to Nick that I gave season two, gave it another shot and really enjoyed season two. So from the announcements that you just talked about, I'm going to have to say that Lower Decks is the one that intrigues me more because I'm finding that hugely entertaining. The others, I'm going to lean on you guys and go, well, I'm going to let Nick dive into this for two or three episodes and then tell me whether or not I should bother or not because otherwise I'm not, I'm not going to... Uh, give it that time and effort but that one with the new Janeway show I knew nothing about you 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 just you just threw that on me I have no idea what what's the premise behind that is this her um, when she gets back to earth or no she's a holodeck program that's training young kids because it's a Nickelodeon show that's fully animated oh I didn't realize that okay well there you go so it's like Nickelodeon introducing kids to Trek at a younger age because I think all the other characters yeah, they've shown really. pictures of are all funny-looking aliens. I don't think there's one human or one even Vulcan in the picture of the other characters they introduced. So there, there you go. I'm I'm not a huge Trekkie, but I'm enjoying some of the newer shows. But I will wait to see and hear what you guys have to say before I dive in. I'll lean on my expert friends as far as Star Trek's concerned. I will say with the Lower Decks trailer, I love that Riker's already back in the trailer after his fantastic like end of first Lower Decks. was like... He's Spoilers. making music jokes Musical and references. Yeah. Spoilers. It's in the trailer. Just tell me I'm walking dead finishes. I know that you've seen all the J.J. Abrams films. I don't know how you generally feel about Trekdom, though. Tell me I'm how you I'm glad it exists. Yeah. Um, it's not something that I rush to get it to jump into it's a bit too cerebral for me i like 
stupid explodey things. And so Star Wars is more my speed. I like stuff that's less intellectual and more heart um, <clears throat> or more like archetypal. Yeah. That's a better way of saying it. I you like Jungian. I probably I like come from that show. I watched the first eight, eight episodes of Discovery or something like that, and I liked it. But then we left, you know, the UK and didn't have access to it anymore because uh, yes, I'm right, not gonna now either. Yeah, I'm not gonna subscribe to CBS All Access. So I mean, I probably would be watching it, but the more stuff that comes out, I'm just like, woof. This is that list of things that I just don't know about is growing and growing and growing and growing. And that's fine. I'm glad Star Trek fans are finally getting what they want. It seems like they're super happy about it. Like you guys are super stoked on it, which is awesome. It's just not something I'm for sure I'll be a part of, but I'm happy for you guys that it exists. Was there anything from First Contact Day that got your fancy, even if you're not going to be able to watch? Um, I feel like Lower Decks, I'll probably be like checking out eventually maybe if it ever ventures away from a premium service because it seems like the most accessible um in terms of like just fun and yeah. not not a lot not a lot of investment in terms of time but easy to get into um so that's the one maybe i, I would probably gravitate toward most see the the, the late the less heavy more digestible show of the group of the bunch okay um, and I'm going to have to be the consensus Democrat here and say the same thing. So for me, Lower Decks is the thing that I'm looking forward to the most, mostly because it is a melding of two of my favorite things, Rick and Star Trek. Oh, gross. So I, no, I feel like I can't you just unsold wrong. it to me. You unsold it to me. I don't like Rick and Morty. <laughs> well, there's no Rick and Morty creator on it. The guy yeah. who did create it, I'm gonna, I already did the Solar Opposite speech before. The guy yeah. who did create it, I learned this this week. He didn't just write for Rick and Morty and create Solar Opposites. He wrote for the final season of The Next Generation. Yeah. So he's a Star Trek and a Rick and Morty writer. So he is taking the two things, a former Star Trek and a former Rick and Morty writer and a new Star Trek writer. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, I'm looking forward to it the most. Um, I'm still not sold on the Discovery uniforms. So they have a different oh, I love them. they showed at the end of last season. I'm not. A fan. Uh, maybe it's just Burnham's because it looks too billowy. Um, oh, I just like the colors. Uh, my costumes, my favorite costumes are still the OG ones, which is why it was cool to see Pike in season two. And I'm excited mm. for Strange New Worlds, just just the yellow and the stripes on the arm for right. They did a good job me, of updating those uniforms. Yeah, they looked to me, James, when I first saw it, they looked to me like it was their dress uniform, but clearly it wasn't because they were using it in in all of the shots and all of the scenes. Because you're right, it looks far too so uh, I formal, think... I guess is a word. It doesn't look practical mm-hmm. from a action point of view, from a Every day and so I don't want to ruin it for you, but at the end of last season, that is the same thing that happened. So there's a uniform reveal at the end of this last season. And I said the same thing that you did. I was like, oh, that looks like a dress uniform. So I'm going to assume that that's not what we're going to see next season. And now we see what they're wearing. And one of my concerns initially was, oh, I have a hard time imagining like going pew, pew, pew and running all over the place in that this yep. is just a colored version of the same thing. So before it was gray, like everyone else's. And now it's, um, you know, it has the colors like Nick likes from the original series. She's red. Not. I don't know. Actually, no, it's are. actually a melding. It's um, kind of um, like next gen. Yeah. It's next generation. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not a fan mostly because the action don't seem to fit, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. You need a better tailor in space. You need a better tailor in space. Um, We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, so that's it for First Contact. We also got a buttload of trailers. Um, and instead of going through them individually, I'm going to shout them out to you guys. And whichever one, whichever ones you all individually think 
um, got your fancy. Talk about well, here, it. So we've here's, got... what, here's what I did, Jonesy. I, I labeled them into two, 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 two boxes. They're That's either, right. to me, they're either trailer trash or they can come to my preview party. So when I was looking for, I was literally putting them into two boxes. That's trailer trash. That's trailer trash. That's a preview party. That's a preview wait, wait, party. Wait. That's trailer yeah, trash. Let's see. Let's so, see. Can TC I or PP? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So so Space Jam is definitely your trailer trash. Trailer trash. What? Um, yeah. It's funny. That was an. It easy, looks fine. That was an easy pick for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll watch it Oki, for free. That's going to your party. Next. Sorry. Uh, what, what's going? Huh? What's going to pitch party or preview party? Loki's going to his preview party. Yeah, oh, yeah. Loki's, Loki's uh, in I don't think that so you good. would say that Yasuke was trash. Uh, that's trash. Yasuke. Trailer trash. Only because I didn't have a third option. Yasuke. Uh, <laughs> there's no, okay. there's no on the porch option. Really quick. Trailer. Okay, so here's the thing about Ooh. Yasuke. I will, I will say this. I love Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, he does not. He does sound not good. sound good. He does not sound good. He sounds nope. really bad. I don't understand how. Voice? I don't know what this is. Yeah, it's an anime. Okay. It's a, okay. it's a so anime it is thing. It's an like one film but... that I am having. So I guess we're going to do the thing. We're going to do the thing. All right. Let's do it. So I said another one. So an yeah. animated uh, series coming from Netflix. And um, Yasuke is actually. So this is based off the true story, right, Jammer? Oh, is it? I didn't know that. Well, I'm pretty sure it is. So there is a true story of an african-american samurai in japan this seems oh, to take that story and kind of move on wait up. was it african-american or african <clears throat> i'm sorry african, that wouldn't be african-american okay samurai i'm so i'm so accustomed to, to saying certain things um so african samurai and this seems to take liberties with the true story and add a significant amount of um, supernatural to it so there actually was going to be a live action of this film and have Chadwick Boseman in because if you're going to get somebody to portray a famous black um, historical figure, who else would you get but Chadwick Boseman? I don't know. Lucky Stanfield in live action could be pretty cool too. I'm joking because Chadwick Boseman has played um, he's played James Brown, he's played Jackie Robinson, he's played um, um, oh God, what's wrong with me? Supreme Court Justice name jumping out of my head. But he's played at least three um, famous black historical. Thurgood Marshall. God, brain, function. Um, so that's the joke. The joke is that he has played multiple historical years. But anyway. The best jokes um, need explaining. They do all mm-hmm. the time. And so Lakeith Stanfield is taking up. So Lakeith Stanfield is taking up the reins in this animated version. And I, I got to agree with Jammer. Like, I'm hope, what I'm hoping is that some of what we saw was just out of sync and whatever's happening when this actually comes out is better lined up because I 100% said the exact same thing as you did. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's something else. I heard him and I was like, Oh, why does he suck? (laughs) That's like literally what I was thinking. Why is he not good in this trailer? And honestly, what does that mean? Sorry, Jammer. What what do you mean? His voice sucks. He sounds stilted. He sounds like he's not in the room or in the moment. Is every, like, that was my impression. My impression is yeah. like, so the, the, you hear him okay. talk and you, you see like who he's talking to and what's happening, the action that's going on around him. And you're like, these two things, okay. they don't seem like they're happening at the same time. Like his voice is not matching the action. Stilted is the right story. word, I yeah. think. Stilted is definitely the right word. Yeah. I, I'd watch it and take a look. Like it's it's once you like hear it, it's hard to unhear. Um, and I 
me personally, I'm still disappointed that there's not going to be a Death Note 2 because he was awesome as L in that movie. If anyone yeah, saw that movie, he was fucking pitch perfect casting. Like so I was him astounded. And Willem Dafoe, to me, were probably yeah, the best parts of that movie. Definitely, definitely, both were great pieces of casting. And we know that's not happening again because Adam Adam Wingard is off doing. So he did Godzilla vs Kong and then fucked off to what did he what else did he sign up for again recently? <laughs> Thundercats, which he is got picked up pretty for that good because actually. of Godzilla vs Kong. Like, good yeah, for him. I can see um, that. <laughs> I could see it too, but no Death Note two. Which is sad yeah. for me because I'm the only person who liked that movie. I, I think I'm it had potential. I enjoyed it. I I had no idea on the source material, so I went in pretty pretty fresh to that, and I actually really enjoyed it. Okay, the cartoon is super good. So I'm yeah, I'm with you, Jammer. But maybe was that maybe because I had no idea of the source material? Yeah, because if you if you've read the manga or watched the anime, um, you know that the the story itself is very much cat and mouse between two really smart people, and Light okay. is not very smart in the movie. Um, and there's not a lot of cat and mouse. There's some of it, but it's just kind of at the tail end a bit. Um, they, they basically change his character completely. What they did do, I think, better in the movie, though, is they made Misa, whose name is not Misa, Mia, I think it was, in the movie. Um, they made her character more interesting rather than just being sort of a lovesick idiot in the manga. So they made her more interesting. But she's awful. So you're laughing. She's terrible. In no, the I'm manga. laughing at Nick. Like, oh. <laughs> look on Nick's face. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so like they, that part, I think they did well by made her crazier and more manipulative in the movie. Um, Wasn't but, you know, Wait, and you're telling me Lakeith Seinfeld and uh, Willem Stanfield. Dafoe were in this thing? Stanfield. Stanfield. Yeah. Seinfeld. But yes, they are. What is it with all these How about Nick? How about Nick? When uh, when, 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 we, when we're both fully vaccinated, Nick, you can come over. You can watch Death Note. We can watch it okay. together. Yeah. If I can ever find Seinfeld a fucking vaccination. Sign up for a waiting list through Kaiser. I'm on a thousand waiting lists. Okay. Well, then I can't help you. Well, then you have to, uh... well, I signed up on a waiting list through Kaiser a few weeks back, and then I just got a thing saying, you're ready to schedule now, so you should probably be getting something soon. I'd like to pod it. <laughs> apologize to our audience for this HIPAA violation right now as they have these conversations about their medical histories. Oh, Sorry is this a that. HIPAA violation? No, it's not. Not even close. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> is it? So I, I don't, I don't he sounded so serious about. when he said it. Is it? <laughs> right? You say it with confidence. So, moving on from Yasuke. Yasuke. <laughs> God, See, this that's, is bound that's to why happen. You're here. This is the only reason you're here is to help us with names. That's why you exist. Yeah, yeah, I must admit, you're the anti Nick equation. Yeah, it's Yasuke. Um, also, anyway, we, um, it, went, it went into my trailer trash. Let's so let's wait into his trailer trash into Space Jam because I I thought it was fun looking. Um, I like that it's it's not a retread of the story because <laughs> you can't retread that story. I don't still don't understand why why uh, why, why Don Cheadle likes likes Jam children. <laughs> no, why he likes to steal children. I don't understand what his motivations are. Um, who knows? But I, I thought it was cool. King James. I'm like. <laughs> Anyways, I, I like that that he was. You done, Nick? <laughs> Do I look done? I don't know. It's hard to I'm tell. You're finished. unpredictable. You're unpredictable. You're like uh, Jared Leto's Joker. I don't know what to expect. Um, okay. Nobody does. Not even Jared Leto. God damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now moving. What the fuck am I talking about? Space Jam. Uh, I thought it looked fun, and I like the fact that they they don't just turn into 3D cartoons. It's like they transition into it. I was like, oh, okay. I, I can get with that. Um, and yeah, it just looks like 
It looks like a good time. That joke about Yosemite Sam shooting the ball was pretty funny. I did not expect to laugh at that, but I did laugh at that. And um, when I'm like, didn't you play basketball before? Come on, you're smarter than this. Apparently not. Uh, and yeah, it just looks like a good time. I'll watch it. Those cameos. Yeah, I don't though. know if I was. Yeah, I don't know if I was quite the same on. It definitely looks interesting. And I think the thing that I liked about it, the thing that turned me on, it, because up until seeing the trailer, I was not into this at all. Yeah. Um, seeing the trailer, what I do like is it seems like Warner Brothers is leveraging all of their, like Nick, you just said, their cameos, all of their properties are coming into the play. They're ready player wanting it. Yes. I was going to say it's a bad thing in this case. I, I don't know. Art- well, I read an article thing. about it and it's like, how many times is it clever? Because Lego Batman also did it. And even the director of Lego movie threw some shade at them. Where it's like, well, we did it because I saw my kid playing with toys and combining like Batman with other stuff. This just feels like, like at what point they've done it in this movie, Lego movie, Lego Batman and Ready Player One. At what point is it just a commercial for Warner Brothers properties? So Ready Player One was just a bad movie, but those other instances, I think they, they did it well. Yeah, but like um, how many times are you, if you're, no, like how care. many times are they going to do, do well. that? I don't care how many times you do it. Oh, there you go, Jonesy. I like that answer. That's a good answer. That's a nice boulder. <laughs> so what? Uh, that's a nice that boulder. was a Shrek reference. Uh, so I think that was my thing. The fact that they are leveraging all their properties. And I also think the fact that Zendaya has signed on to this movie raises it in quality. I agree. Because she doesn't do shit. And so for me, the fact that she's in this movie as Lola Bunny... Uh, makes me think that she has signed on to something that she thinks is going to do well or not do well, but at least be good. So yeah. those are all the things that happen. I was like, ah, maybe this will be okay. And again, Don Cheadle is a bad guy. I'll, I'm in. That's what sold me on it. The first time I watched yeah. the trailer, I was like, or even though it just had some good trailer, energy to it. Yeah. It had some good energy to it. Like it, it wasn't good. It wasn't song. great, but it was just, it felt inviting to me colorful and just like a good time and um i can understand your point nick but i think the fact that the warner brothers have always been warner brothers that's not what i meant to say uh looney tunes have always been kind of like super tongue-in-cheek especially as like the you know the 90s on properties that gone they're always very much breaking the fourth wall in terms of like the original space jam like the funniest stuff was like the hollywood inside jokes where you freaking bill murray shows up yeah i I love this but bill murray's so funny and i just rewatched the first space jam after the trailer came out, because yeah. of course HBO Max threw it up that day. Yeah, it's but a that, that added film. I love that. That fourth wall breaking stuff is like, oh, it's not. It, it's a part of the brand of Space Jam, yeah. so that's why I'm more accepting of it. I thought it was cool at first when I read the essay. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, at what point does it just become Man, fuck a that machine episode. where you're feeding? Like, especially like, hey, it's King Kong. Don't forget to go home Don't after this movie these... and watch Godzilla versus Kong. Don't let these <laughs> overthinking keyboard jockeys Liberal keep Hollywood you from enjoying something. Them. Yeah. Was it a yeah. keyboard junkie when it's like from an actual publication? Yeah. yeah. Who cares? It's a junkie, not junkie. They got junk, to they they sell content yeah. too. Who cares? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I like the trailer. Things. I think it'll be fun, but. Yeah. I also like the fact that they did LeBron James as a cartoon. So I think that's one of the elements that they were missing in there. So I, I told my friend, um, my friend Michael, I was like, hey, I, do I lose my Chicago card if I like this better than the one? He's like, yes, absolutely. So, Is his name Michael Jordan? Because if so, yes, he does lose it. Lose it. So Michael Jordan is from Brooklyn, born in Brooklyn. This Michael is from Chicago, born and raised. Oh, Slightly born different. and raised. Michael, Michael. A little different. So, yeah, a little different, but I, I'm in danger of losing my Chicago card because this does look. Um, any other thoughts on the Space Jam, Danny? Let's uh, try the trash for Danny. As we beat your opinion to a pulp. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll cover it on an episode that Danny has I, to be on. To, I to another think, free Marvel, I mean Warner Brothers movie. 
I appreciate either can so I'm sitting there listening to you guys as always I, I I love your perspectives on this and stuff I think it's the basketball for me as a as an English guy I've got no reference to basketball got no enjoyment of the game other than its athleticism and it's it's uh, it's sporting prowess but don't I, worry about the game see, bores me see, so here's the, what's the not fair what's not all fair sports bore me and I still like space us, <laughs> all of us sat here and watched Ted Lasso Ted Lasso oh, this is so great because so it's a proper fucking sport that's why BS sport, and you're just like, ah, basketball, I can't do it. You know what? You got to give a little. You got to sacrifice. You gotta do soccer, uh, soccer irrationally pisses me off. I'm like, <laughs> why don't they just stop the clock instead of adding a freaking nebulous amount of time at the end? All I know is that all these shows are built on the characters, not the sport, including Space Jam. So, like, me, who has no interest in any sport, can watch so, shows like here's The, the thing. League or Space here's Jam or thing, Ted though. Lasso and enjoy it. I don't think Space Jam. I don't. I don't think that's quite fair. The reason why I don't think so, I, as an American, as three of us being Americans growing up in the '90s, even if you weren't a fan of basketball, you could not escape the basketball pop culture zeitgeist because that was huge back then. You still can't now, kind of. Well, yeah, you can the more. The, the shoes. The, and yeah, the... compared compared to now, like then was just like that was that was fucking Avengers Age of Age of Ultron, Avengers Endgame level of freaking hugeness now it's more like you know, i told you this it's a more like justice league because you got batman superman and rodman we've had okay. this discussion okay. <laughs> to keep these things okay would you like me to say that i'm talking about the pulp cult the pop culture whatever proud no. the bigness of nope. it nope all right I'm not gonna let it go <laughs> lego legos not gonna don't go lego. there don't 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 you do it i'll get my sister on you jonesy <laughs> well, okay interesting Moving yeah, on. You, don't, you don't want to go there, Jam. All right, I'm not. Gonna, I'm, I'm just. I'm just watching the trailer. We'll, we'll take that one offline. Hold on, hold on. Before we before we transition from this, I love that Jam. You mentioned that an inordinate amount of time added to our game that is 90 minutes long from the people that have sports games that last eight nine hours. I mean, how long is a fucking basketball game? The Super Bowl no, no, no. is six what hours long. What you're saying long. is the time that you get for penalties seems arbitrary versus with basketball. You're like, I know that this clock like once this clock ends it will stop but it seems like as you watch soccer you have no idea when that is in like we don't know there's That's no like percent no they just stop the, of they, they should just, <laughs> they should just have rules like we stop the clock when this happens and that way when the clock reaches zero the game's over instead of like we're gonna add 15 minutes to it yeah it's we we'll call it the the english sport cut so you never quite know how long it's going to be. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. And, and in fairness, Jammer, it is frustrating for us too, especially when you're on the winning team and this, like you're winning the game and they keep adding this time and you're like, Fuck, no, just stop it now because we're winning. Don't give them time to catch up. Yet. Stop counting the votes. Stop counting them. <laughs> yes, we won already. You, you ended. <laughs> Only legal goals count. Only legal <laughs> We, we were also blessed in this last week with not one, but two Marvel trailers. We got one for the upcoming Loki series, and we also got one for the upcoming Black Widow, which will be released simultaneously on Disney Plus for a premium fee as well as theaters. Um, of these two trailers, what did you guys think? Is one more exciting? I actually think Loki is more exciting. Loki somehow looks 100% unique. Even this late yeah. Marvel, where it's, it's kind of it's like it's kind of WandaVision and it's kind of Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's also a whole new kind of weird. Like especially oh, yeah. in this trailer, it's no like him and Owen Wilson together are already magic. 
where he's like, that makes you, I mean, that, that you sound really smart. And he's like, I am smart. And he's like, I know. It's just like this casual, because like, okay. when he has, or when it he just has throws him this, off. Yeah. It's so funny. But the, he's <laughs> agreeing with him. He's just like, okay. But then the, the, where he has to sign for everything he said in his life, and he like adds one more word. And it's just, the aesthetics are so nice where it's an old school style printer with the, the parts on the side. I don't know. This, the, the, it, it feels kind really, of, really it cool. feels, it feels kind of, uh, it feels kind of British, the humor. Yeah. I could see Which that. is not, it's a good thing. It's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, I think it's great. You, I really... you won't know when it ends. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I feel like this show is going to make me cry. I could feel it because Owen oh. Wilson is some getting me, giving me some mad Coulson vibes. I feel like he's like this sort of fanboy who's been watching Loki for his life, doesn't trust him, but wants to believe in him. And something's going to happen. He's going to be the catalyst for Loki to go through an emotional arc. I think, I think Owen Wilson is toast. I think he's dead. But you know, I think I'm going to love his character. You know what's really interesting about his line where it's like, I've been studying you my entire life. Um, I remember, I, I think I wrote this article that like uh, Tom Hiddleston would spend all of his time on set explaining why Loki did everything in each movie. Because obviously like most actors who work in Marvel of like his caliber, he's never seen a Marvel movie in his life. Like there's no way Christian Bale's coming into Thor 4 being like, I'm a fan of the franchise. It's, it's a job. So like he had Tom Hiddleston and him would set sit on set between sh- shots and he'd be like, Tom Hilson be explaining everything about Loki so that his character couldn't. I don't know. It's on the script too. Explaining Loki. What? I said he's God explaining. God explaining Loki. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I just love like it's just Um, a job. They wouldn't actually do their jobs. They wouldn't actually do the research to actually do well at their jobs. That's true. But most almost said in the interview, he's never read a Marvel comic or seen a movie in his life, which is why he was cool that he got talked to Loki himself. Um, one of the things I will say about these two trailers, what's funny to me is this is the first trailer that made me actually want to see Black Widow, but I can't tell how much of that is because they recycled a bunch of stuff from the Avengers movies. So I was like, ooh, I have feelings now. It's like, wait a minute, you cheated. Uh, you oh, cheated to make me feel that way. That's just the shots, the second to last shot of the classic footage. And you're like, yeah. I will say like this. Here's <laughs> the thing. I heard, I heard, a, where the fuck did I hear this? I don't know where I heard this. This was... This isn't a rumor or anything. This is just speculation that someone says they they hope that Black Widow takes place in an alternate universe where she doesn't die. And basically somehow it's going to play into Loki in some way and she's going to come back in that way. I think that's interesting. That could, I mean, that could, could explain why they they didn't move the date and they were quite happy to dump it where it is because it's got to tie in with the Loki show and the other shows that are coming on, possibly. I mm-hmm. mean, just to... No, but Loki originally wasn't supposed to come out till this spring either. And Black Widow was supposed to come out last May. Like Loki was yeah. never planned anywhere close to Black Widow originally. You know what they could do is they could time it so that like the last episode where she comes into play airs the weekend after Loki or Black Widow comes out in theaters. It is plopped in the it. middle of Loki, which is interesting for release dates. But yeah, it's plopped in the middle of its run. So I there agree with Nick that if that does happen, that it cheapens. So I was not a fan of her sacrifice to be that was stupid. Um, I agree, I which is why I'm like, want to jump. I want her to be alive. <laughs> so, so I'm like that. But the problem is it's done, right? And so I feel like if you go back and reverse it, then it's like nothing matters. Yeah, um, but I mean they did that with Loki too. Prequel, it's multiverse. It's like it's multiverse shit. It works like different. Yeah, but Gamora. Loki's been here, escaped death like three or four times already. He didn't escape death. He didn't just, he's, he's dead in a different here way. Is a, here is a non-Marvel related pitch to why it's okay for Loki. 
I think it's okay for Loki because the god Loki and Ragnarok and Thor and all of these characters, it's all cyclical, right? It happens again and again and again. So from a lore mythology perspective, it's okay to bring them. That's what happens to these people in and outside the MCU. So if you just read Norse mythology, that's what happens at Ragnarok. It just starts all over again. Um, so that's why I feel like thematically it's differently and why it would be okay versus like, yeah, we're just going to undo this death that saved everyone. Um, it feels jammer, it, it, it feels cheaper. Hmm. Jammer, Jonesy, Jonesy, Jammer. I, I don't think I've heard you guys uh, say about you didn't like Black Widow's sacrifice in that film. I'm, I'm really... I don't know, you may have rehashed this before, but I'd be really interested to know why you both didn't didn't like that. Or, and if you didn't, the reasons for why you didn't, but what would you have done instead? Because the sacrifice had to be made. So who would you who would you have sent over? What well, I'm quite I interested in what you both thought about that. Yeah, of the two of them, I think it should have been Hawkeye. Um, I think that he had done the most and that his death would have... He had done the most, quote-unquote, wrong that we had seen, mm, right? That we've seen. Spree that we saw in Endgame. Yeah, and I think that that's the problem, Nick. So they haven't done a good job of justifying why we should understand why it's okay for her to kill herself. All we've ever gotten is, I've got red in my legend. That's just a sentence. We literally watched Hawkeye walk through a room of people and just murder a bunch of guys because we never really saw what they did either. All we have is his word, like, yeah, these are bad Yakuza. They were Yakuza, weren't they? (laughs) We take his word for it. Like, and that's my problem. Like we never saw them do anything bad. We just saw him go and murder these guys. And so for me, just seeing what they, he's the one that should sacrifice himself. And the other part of it is from a, from a story point of view, he clearly appeared to be broken from having gone around the world, murdering people, killing people. And I feel like that should take away from his ability to be a husband and raise a family and all of those other things. So from probably a gonna story get tackled in Hawkeye the show. Hmm? They're probably gonna tackle that in the Hawkeye show. They might. They might. I think that's um, why he's out and about again. It's almost like but, but then is it that much different than like I know this is another it's it's all it's a parallel that no, no, we've no, seen in Falcon and the Winter so Soldier returning from war. So hold on, let me answer that. So the problem is we didn't know that this show was coming when that happened. So my problem was at the time in Endgame, I didn't like it. Or Infinity. Which one was it? I can't even think now. Infinity. Endgame. 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 I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> so they might fix it at this point. Um, but that's kind of the reason why I didn't. Really... Oh, also, the way that it happened was kind of stupid. Um, for a thing to be as serious as it was, like it was played for laughs and jokey, like they're fighting each other to see who's going to be the person to sacrifice. Like, I didn't like the way. Oh, I didn't played think it was. I didn't laugh for once. I thought it was sad. Yeah, I didn't think it was played... showing their relationship. Uh, I didn't, to be fair, I, like, I, I don't. Way, Jammer. No, Jammer, no I don't feel the same way as Jonesy. No, about any of no. what Jonesy said about the the actual sacrifice and who or. No, I don't mind the who. I just ultimately I felt like I wanted a more cathartic end for her, and I felt like that one just kind of got lost in the midst of all of the other things, and it was sort of the least referenced death at the very end. Um, it didn't feel like we got a proper send off. We felt like we had a send off for. Tony Stark. I felt like we got to send yeah. off for Captain America. For her, she just kind of died and then was forgotten. What if and as like... someone who who's like ended up being one of the most interesting characters to me in the MCU, like I was disappointed in that. That's and why the other I think thing it's I'll say is smart. Just, oh, go ahead. I felt like they were com- she was finally coming into her own, and we were understanding like what this family meant to her. 
Yeah. And it was like, right as we understand it. And I get how sometimes that works, right? Like right as you start to see someone develop into someone, um, then you lose them. This didn't work for me if that's what they were going because well, we were just starting to understand like what the Avengers meant to her as a fan. Well, I would argue that she's had so much more screen time than Hawkeye in the movies, like so much more. I mean, you look at Civil War, he's bare, he's in it, but she's like in it most of the movie. Winter Soldier, she's like the second lead. Um, screen time in the first Avengers. She's Hawkeye isn't even in Infinity War. I think it's less of an impact on the audience if Hawkeye dies, honestly. We care so much less about him than Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow because we've seen her go through different struggles and learn how to not be terrible. So we haven't really seen that, but we learned about that. And she's working She's working harder than Steve to get shit back together. Time, to me, does not equate to impact. Um, I think, I would, yeah. As we get to talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think when you see Daniel Bruhl, I think that is a perfect example. Of That's like, true. We've seen this guy for a couple more minutes, and we're like, this is a completely different person. But um, so you would feel just as sad if Hawkeye died in that scene? I don't really give a fuck about either of them, really. About <laughs> Hawkeye or Black Widow? Yeah, neither of them in terms of like character. Like, oh man. Oh, I disagree. I freaking love Black Widow, which is like, if Hawkeye died, that would suck. But like, I feel like that wouldn't have been as impactful. I don't like what they, it's not her. I don't like what they did with her character. So like in Avengers uh, Age of Ultron, I didn't like the whole thing with the whole- Oh yeah, that was garbage. That was weird. And so like that plays into my feelings about all that stuff. That's not canon in my head. (laughs) That's that's not not canon in my head. That's not Scarlett Johansson's fault, right? That's Joss Whedon's fault who, (laughs) I don't know if you guys saw some additional news that came out this week. Apparently uh, he allegedly threatened Gal Gadot's career. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, I read that whole expose like, from THR. Jesus I don't Christ. care. I already Jesus dislike him. I don't need to read about the other stuff you did. He's already on my shit list. I think it matters only because it goes to like, like one. I read... it, so... it connects to other people who you, sh- right. you should also hate. <laughs> you should not keep only... adding to the list, Nick. Okay, if that's it, how it is, I'll not read just it. Just because it connects, like part of it was Nick, your argument for disbelieving in the beginning was like, well. I want to know, like, if this is happening supposedly now, I want to know when it happened in the past. Like, this is something that just happened. And I think it goes to the depths of his ass shittery. Um, And it made me respect John Berg a little bit more because he actually acknowledged I fucked up and actually called Ray Fisher. And and also made me respect Ray Fisher more because Ray Fisher was like, hey, I appreciate that. I'm not above, I'm not going to say, like, I don't forgive anybody. I want change more than anything rather than just to pin somebody up on a wall and shame them. And so I'm like, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, which is great, because I think part of my interest in the saga has been like, what do you want? And I know he signs everything like um, accountability over entertainment. But, you know, one of the things you talk about when it comes to protests is you have to get from protest to policy. So what is the thing that you're interested in and seeing that, at least for him, having some of these executives reach out to him matters? Um, Yeah. Not a news story, but I, I just thought that that was interesting. No, thanks. Um, thanks, Jammer and Jonesy. I appreciate your perspective on that. I'm not sure. I, I still think losing her had a bigger impact, would have had a big, bigger impact. But when I watch Endgame again, and let's face it, I will be watching Endgame again. I will be looking at it through a, a slightly different, um, from a slightly different perspective from you guys. So that, that was that was kind of cool. But to me, it was a big impact when she when she died. So I think that it had mm. the effect on me. Even obviously with you, Jonesy, it didn't quite have the same effect on. Yeah. 
and sometimes it's just form, right? Like I, maybe if it had been done a different way, I would have felt different. But that's cool. that's part of my now. Well, that both those um, shows are in my preview party. Um, but the Black Widow one is in a um, <clears throat> private preview. Premium, party. premium. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. That's, that's a champagne room. Champagne. Room. Yeah. No sex in the yeah. champagne room. Yeah. yeah. If your name's not down, you're not coming in. <laughs> coming at all. Oh. We did it. <laughs> Oh, I was so close. I'm still going to try and move off it. Our last news story <laughs> of the show. Hey. Uh, we've got the fact that Warner Brothers is done interesting. They've canceled two of their upcoming for the last few years. We knew, supposedly, that The Trench was kind of director James Wan, who also directed... Um, Aquaman, and we later learned that that Ava DuVernay was going to be directing the New Gods film. Uh, so you were going to get to see folks from New Genesis, High Father, um, Proto Dark Side, and all of these people. Warner Brothers has just said that they are canceling these films. Um, they won't be making them. So it's kind of a big deal. It's kind of a big impact. At least one of the rationale from that the Hollywood Reporter laid out was that uh, New Gods, which would have been a sprawling tale, was complicated by the fact that its villain Darkseid just appeared as a major foil in Zack Snyder's Justice, and there was a desire to have space between the latter and any new appearance. Um, Ava DuVernay had this to say on Twitter. She said, Tom, I love writing New Gods with you. I'm upset that the saga of Barda, Scott, Granny, Highfather, the Furies ends this way. Diving into Kirby's fourth world was the adventure of a lifetime that can't be taken away. Thank you for your friendship, and remember, Dark Side is. Um, Nick, you are our resident comic guy. Given the fact that we have three Batman that at some point will potentially be on screen at the same time or near to each other, we've just learned that Robert Pattinson's Batman will take place on Earth 2. Um, what do you think about all this? Uh, Jammer's in this week completely. Um, mm-hmm. This is directly a result yeah, of I, I Zack will. Snyder's Justice League. Like, like, like they said, Darkseid is not a popular enough character that there would be more than one version of, and he would be written and stylized very differently in a Tom King book. If because Eisner winning, uh, uh, what's it called Mr. Miracle is mm-hmm. a very comedic take on the New Gods. Mr. Miracle is the son of the High Father who's raised by Granny Goodness on Darkseid's planet. And then Darkseid sends his son, I think, over to be raised by the High Father. That's kind of a trade to kind of keep yeah. peace between them. So like... Uh, back, right? Yeah, yeah. Because, and then it becomes like... I mean, this is Tom's King version, so I expect to get some of this in the movie. One of my favorite scenes in the entire book is they're having a dinner party to negotiate peace between the two. And Darkseid double dips. And that's just a joke within it. It's like someone yells at him and he's like, mmm. And he's like double dipping a, on a, on a, like a vegetable platter or something. And I don't think you can have those exist. Audiences, I don't know. I don't think audiences are smart enough. Like I, I brought this up earlier, like general audiences. I was telling, I was talking to my sister on the phone every week. So last Thursday we were talking and I was like, oh, you should check out the new Suicide Squad trailer. And she's like, Suicide Squad? Why the hell do I want to be involved with that? And I was like, oh, this one's from James Gunn, and it's got, like, wacky characters, and they're going to die and stuff. And she's like, I'm not watching another trailer for another Suicide Squad movie. Like, you're out of your fucking mind. And I think Darkseid, I don't know, I think it splits the fandom farther. Interesting. One of the main things. Like, because Darkseid people are like, 
Snyder Cut people are like, well, I'm not going to see a different version of Dark Side from a different director because it's Zack Snyder all the way or nothing. So what's funny about what you're saying is I got the impression from her statement that Dark Side would be as to this as Thanos is to the Eternals, like maybe not necessarily the focal point. Because if you listen to the or if you read the characters that she read, um, she said Barda, Scott, Granny, High Father, Fury. So like he would have been in it. But I do not have dark side. Or- no, no, no. He'd be like, it's like she described all the main characters from the Tom King comic. Like sure. dark side's not the major part, but that's also straight from the comic is every few pages. Okay. So if you know, Mitch, he does it with Mitch Gerardis. They also did, uh, I'm sure I'm mispronouncing his name. I'm Nick. Um, they also did uh, vision together. Every page is nine panels. The rules never broken. Every page is nine panels. Sometimes something falling through the air will take a full nine panels to show. But okay. every like third page, there's a black panel that says Dark Side is for the entire franchise. It's racist. I mean, Joseph Jammer Medina, you have 90 seconds to respond. Uh, it's weird that they're blaming a movie that just hit a streaming service for anything like this. To me, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, did your sister even watch Justice League, the new one? Fuck no. She was well, the same why reaction does it to that. She's like, why would I watch Justice League again? Exactly. So what does it what does it matter? The same people that are well, going to be confused by audience. this. Hold on. The same people who are going to be confused by this are the same people who aren't watching Justice League. So what does it matter? And never saw Dark Side in the Astro. And never saw Dark Side. And also like it's just like he's not even like a huge part of it. He's there for like five minutes of the movie. And this movie wouldn't even come out for another two to three years will be so different that no one's going to make the connection. That general audience is not going to be confused because they're not going to be able to connect those two characters. And most of I think, can see it. <laughs> I think this is the studio being fucking stupid and wanting to find a scapegoat. And I don't know, there it is. That's the scapegoat. Wow. It just makes a sense. Like at the end of the day, like you could, I will say this, you could be right and say, yes, the studio is saying we're not going to do this because of Zack Snyder. But I think that is a bullshit and stupid reason. And that's just the them reason that that's just an excuse. It's not, an actual real good reason. I mean, I thought it would be that months ago when I made the comment when the first Justice League trailer came out with Darkseid on it and their Granny Goodness was there and fans were like, oh my God, we're getting Granny Goodness. I tweeted like, I can't believe Zack Snyder's wasting all these characters when two people have been working on a script for three years. And then that was when she started following me, the director of the film. <laughs> me that insulting means so. a fellow DC director. That's just, she follows that's a lot stupid. of people. But. That's stupid. He made this movie three years ago. They were in there in the original script. Like, I mean, it's, just the comic, it's comic books. It's comic books. It doesn't fucking matter. It's all a multiverse. This is something Those that they have. people's jobs, they're now gone Jammer, because Jammer, now Zack Snyder can have his five I'm minutes. No, 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 no. It's not Zack Snyder. It's not It's not Zack Snyder. It is Warner Brothers. You're right. They shouldn't have released the Snyder cut. That way there wouldn't be a confusion. They shouldn't have canceled this movie. There's no good fucking reason for this. Don't put that on Zack Snyder. Don't say, oh, it's Zack Snyder's fault that the Warner Brothers decided to do this. No, it's not. He just made a fucking movie. Danny K. Bartlett thoughts thoughts i'm gonna throw this out there do you think Jammer and nick that maybe the warner brothers have looked at possibly the not necessarily the success of the recent um justice league film but the possible spin-offs including deathstroke etc etc and they're looking at this now not rightly or wrongly i don't think it's the right thing to do but do you think they're looking at this thinking we can make some money off of something that more people are now aware of and clearly lots of people like i personally i don't think that's very smart 
But do you think maybe that's what they've done? They're thinking that they're going to ride this cash cow a little bit longer before they introduce you mean the Snyderverse? New, new, new cow- yeah, in the Snyderverse. Again, I, I don't think it's a smart move, but that's, do you think that might have something to play? That's what I hoped, but there was a new chart that was recently released. I forget where it was from, but it kind of showed the subscribers. The spikes on or, HBO Max. The spikes on HBO Max and the one. There Godzilla wasn't really one. Cup, there, wasn't, there wasn't really much there one for Justice, Justice League. League. There was a big, the biggest one was Warner Brothers, then Godzilla vs. Kong was like another spike. And there was The biggest one was Warner Brothers? What does that mean? No, I I said that Wonder Woman. (laughs) Wonder Woman. (laughs) Biggest spike was Wonder Woman, and then Godzilla vs. Kong. And there's not really, there's like a minor spike when, uh, and the viewer numbers were wrong, they even admitted, because they were counting everyone and people who watched it for four seconds. Yeah, just turn to watch the credits and then go, oh, no, I've seen this. Um, but Wonder Woman is in the Snyderverse, and then there's a lot of love for Henry Cavill as Superman, so maybe we would get a Man of Steel 2, well, et cetera. So, I don't think we'll get that. I just think, just like we've seen with the Aquaman movie and the Wonder Woman movies, they can stand alone. You don't have to refer back. Like, they're trying not to refer back to the Justice League or even Batman v Superman. And I people are complaining that, like, oh, we still want to see the Batman. Like, do the Batman and it's like that movie only fell apart because Ben Affleck decided to leave. They were going to make that movie. It was the actor, yeah. director, writer's decision to step down. People were like, you screwed us by not giving us that Batman movie with Deathstroke. And it's like that was Ben yeah, Affleck's not choice, not fault. a studio move. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't fired. He quit. So I don't know. I think so you, the goal you is think I, so. no, I don't think they'll continue the universe, but they'll keep the actors wherever they can. We're seeing that with Flash as long as they let. I think it sounds more and more like uh, Ray Fisher will come back as long as he's not working for certain people. Maybe he'll get a cyborg movie. Maybe they'll write him back into the flash. I think they're keeping the actors wherever possible. It's just their it's worlds of yeah, DC so, now or whatever. But you so can't possibly kind of, have a dark side in his own movie then, because that would just confuse his audiences. Right. Zack I mean, Snyder. Already, I think every decision they've made is confusing as fuck. <laughs> like I'd love well, to see is, some like, list of continuity, even if it's bullshit. I like agree. Like, that would be that, but that would be good. But the fact is, they're already doing that thing that you're saying that they cancel Zack Snyder or they cancel New Gods for. So it's like it makes no sense. There's no logic there. Well, that's and the, if the that's other thing. Excuse. It's, I don't think her pre-production market. design of Dark Side would look anything like the version we got. I think it'd be very so Kirby-esque. What? It I don't wouldn't think be very it has Thanos to, or Lord of the it Rings. Have to. Who cares? I don't. Thanos doesn't even look the same as he did in the original Avengers movie. No, he doesn't at all. He looked at the end. So like those minor, like, I don't think that that would have, um, and I'll say this for me, I think the most disappointing thing about it is, and I hate to keep drawing these parallels to Marvel. Um, this was DC's opportunity to do something guardians like now. Yeah. And I know that they probably have green lantern coming out. So that might be in that same vein of like space, but that's still humans, right? Some, humans leading the charge this would have been more interesting to me just because you get to see a completely different society it doesn't revolve around earth you get to just see a completely different aspect of the dc universe and i was really looking forward to that um, yeah it was a project i would I love to see what besides batman um, king and devarney cooked up in kirby's world i think that would have been amazing i think that dc really fucked up i think there's also a difference they would have had an image which i I mean, Jordan can use this. I mean, Jordan Chandler can use this and his argument. But uh, yeah, like Stephen Wolf, for example, like in the comics, he looks like a human being with a beard and that yeah. Loki-esque thing. Like she would, I think she could have done her own style completely. Where like Darkseid's one of the only weird-looking motherfuckers, and he doesn't. 
he'd look less like a ca- uh, not a cave troll. That's what Doomsday looked like. He'd look less like a Urukai than Snyder's designs of him and whoever his assistant dude is and his name basically Dark Side also. Desad. Desad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Who knows? Any other trench? Yeah. I don't give a shit about. <laughs> yeah. I've, that yeah, one. I'm like, no why they even like announce that? Yeah, I have no idea. It's like you know what? We need a yeah, spinoff before even Aquaman two. Yeah, you know that dark place they went to? Let's go there for Make a full movie. movie. That'll work better as an HBO Max show, like Peacemaker. People are asking for Deathstroke in that, that. forum. I'm like, that'll work better as an HBO Max show. I'd watch Deathstroke played by what's his face for eight episodes or something. For me, I'm just always going there, going like, give me, give me the Deathstroke, give me freaking Batman with Ben Affleck, give me Zack Snyder, just like, give me the Batman with Robert Pattinson, give me these other things, give me these all these interpretations, Make all because the they things. don't give a fuck. Make all the things if they're if they're profitable, if they work great. Don't use a stupid excuse like continuity as. And I think that that's shit. the crazy thing, right? So I think Danny, to your question, it sounds like by their calculus, this wouldn't be profitable. That is at the end of the day, their yep. calculus is money. It's not content. Then just say that. Just say that. Yeah. Because I would respect that if they just yeah, said it's not going to be profitable. We don't think it'll be profitable. I'm it like, probably isn't. Okay. I don't like it, but I understand. I get it. Especially, especially at the moment, their their um their coffers, their bank balance is probably not as high as it could have been if uh, if we weren't living in the current situation. So they probably are counting the pennies a little bit more, counting the dimes and the cents, and now really are just they're gambling less and investing in things that are more likely to be profitable than something. Which is probably smart for Warner bit, Brothers. So. Right now, but I agree like, with I don't think yeah, you guys would make enough money. Or like, I wouldn't bet I agree on with Jammer, they'd money. just be honest about it. So it's a business decision. We just don't think it'd be profitable at this time, but we hope to release in the future. Should yeah, you know, yeah they can always I feel like Trench would be the more dangerous one. Yeah. Dangerous one. I have no interest in that. I don't think I don't yeah, think anybody. No one does. No. Um but anyway. Isn't that just where lots of those black, angry sea living monsters lived? That's all I got out of that. Racist. <laughs> nah, I was racist. <laughs> I called a comic <laughs> panel black and I was called racist. <laughs> you also said fuck the Mexicans. That's remember that? It's evolved every time. <laughs> Something worse. I'll see if that's what we're going to say. I, I, it didn't evolve into, I just hate people that. who don't have the same skin color as me. It turned into that. Eventually, <laughs> that's basically what it turns into. <laughs> when I'm really it was, I'm going to help you guys. Hispanic actors you are never to be trusted <laughs> because they release. I'm going to help you out here. <laughs> bird watching. Snowbird watching. Hey! Snowbird watching! So here we are at the midpoint of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I guess the question I have for you guys is. One, what do you guys think of the show? And then two, do you think that Marvel will be able to help my fear? Because my fear is having seen the third episode of this show, Sam seems more like a sidekick than someone who can step into uh, Steve's boots as Captain America. I don't expect him to be Steve's Captain America. I would expect him to be some version of his own Captain America. But right now, I don't. And so I'm curious what you guys think about where we are in the show right now. Um, I'm loving the show. I really do enjoy this show. However, I, it's interesting you said I had exactly the same thought, particularly about episode three, though. I didn't have the same thought in the first two episodes, but particularly episode three, I did feel that Sam was a bit part, was the second, not close to not even being the lead at all. At I'd say point. third. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I'm a little bit concerned, but I'm hoping, which is not a course of action, Commander, but I'm hoping that that was just on this episode and his time will come. And that might be in the last two episodes. There's only six, right? So, yeah, so five yeah. and six. Yeah. I'm loving the show. I we particularly enjoyed this episode. 
but I do have that same fear that uh, Sam, were ha how are they going to make Sam, you know, Captain Sam at this point when at the moment he seems to still be struggling with him, with, um, with that opportunity. So yeah, loving the show, but I have that same fear at the moment, Jonesy. Okay. Jammer or Nick? I'll go, I guess. Um... I guess. Ugh, I don't want to talk about the show. I think I I think each episode is <laughs> honestly even better than the last. Um, I I do I think this episode was very intentionally not about Sam because this was the Zemo Bucky episode and it's all about their history because Sam has no oh, history with point. Zemo. I will say yeah really quick because jumping off of that that's a good point and I think that's the strength of having a TV show format over a movie. It doesn't need to be fully centric around a single character. So that's a good point. Because Sam has felt like the more Captain America character out of the two for the first two episodes, even before they met, and then once they met up. Like, he's he's the one who's, like, doing the jumping out of the plane and knowing his shit, and then Bucky's just following. I don't know. And he has the – he sticks – he – Bucky's, like, out immediately when they have that conversation about Battlestar, but Sam's willing to give him more of a chance because he's – I don't know. He's, he's more Captain America-y. And then at a certain point, he's like, well, I'm out too <laughs> after the microaggression. But uh, I don't get the I don't get the feeling that Bucky Bucky wants to no. be Captain America. I just think he's very fucking picky about who becomes Captain America. Yeah, so yeah. I, I do get that impression. It's not competition for between those two who gets the shield. Um, but you, I, I, that's a great point about that being more about Bucky and Zemo that episode. And mm -hmm. Sam was intentionally yeah. written to have a little bit of a, a a smaller part there and look from the sidelines a little bit. I don't think it's the smaller part thing that bothers me about it. It's just the the kind of leading by the nose, right? Like he, the following nature of what he did. So it's one thing center fall back, but he's he a passive lead, super passive. Um, and there were some weird things that happened in this episode, like the phone call that he got from his sister. Like I was expecting, like you're you're gonna be able to handle this, right? Like how can you handle Zemo or Bucky or any other captain america fucking villain you can't deal with your sister right now on the phone like you're about to get shot in the face you're about to get your shit friend shot in the face i don't know how you would you handle that situation well, he, he has two things against him yeah a obviously he didn't know what she was gonna say and b he had no idea how this guy was supposed to talk so he was trying to find a way <laughs> yeah, sure. to talk in a way that was like neutral I just, it's funny i got that visual of freaking channing tatum my name's jeff like that sort of thing like, i don't know <laughs> how i'm supposed to talk like does he have an accent does he speak a certain way i don't know I don't know how I would have handled it. And I, I guess it's the way that the writers wrote him into that corner. And it just seems like he didn't, he couldn't do it. And my expectation is that you at least have some idea how to get yourself out of this situation. I don't know. I know how they're leading, obviously, towards him hopefully being in charge by the end. But uh, still, the show is called Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I feel like we've gotten a lot more Falcon in the first two episodes. So this almost yeah. makes it more of a balance. But again, and I don't. I agree. About, I think they were leading because on he's the only one who doesn't fit into that world without taking on another identity. And they go that's in there. It's not the thing that bothers me about it. It's it's again, it's what Jammer said. It's the passive nature of who he was, and it, again, some of it was just not um, bordered on incompetence. Off, yeah, he did not come off like a leader at all. So yeah. here's here's the example. Here's an example. I would compare this to um, Captain America: Winter Soldier, where Black Widow is kind of leading Steve around when they're trying to do the espionage stuff. He never lost like his Captain America in this, even though he was still uncomfortable with some of the clandestine stuff. That they so they were able to balance those two things. And it seemed like they lost that balance here uh, for Sam to be that person. And part of it was 
we haven't seen Sam at least be up to the same level as Steve. So even in a moment where in Winter Soldier, you might feel that way. I don't think that we've gotten that level of competence from Sam yet. So that's fair. That's Jammer. a concern. Uh, I think episode three was kind of a mess. Um, it felt very thin, really plot heavy. I had no idea why anything was happening. I was like, why are they going here? I don't understand what the connection is between what they're trying to do and what Mutants, where they ended baby. up going. And they were, they were, they got cozy. They got cozy with Zemo real quick. And I'm like, they, they gave him a pretty long leash and I kind of like what they did with Zemo. I like, I kind of like what his character did where he's kind of just weird badass. But at the same time, I'm like, he was felt very much like a solo player in civil war, but all of a sudden now he's just like buddy, buddy with this huge network of underground people. And where did he get this charisma from? Like it came, he, 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 he was very cold in the original, in the movie. And in this one, he's just like cozying up, you know, being super friendly, being kind of likable. And I'm just like, it felt, it rang false to me. Um, Sorry, What's up? before you finish, do you know or does anybody know whether or not he got blipped? I would assume not because oh. same like none. Yeah, I don't think so, but I have no idea. I don't he think still they spent two it. years in prison even if he wasn't blipped. I mean, if, if he was blipped, but right. I think it's feel so, like he wasn't blipped, which is why he was like, oh, being so in prison sucks. I don't know if this factors into any of your thought process, um, Jammer, but it sounds like he's had five plus years to marinate. And so I think if he's in a prison cell, that might change. Plus he won. He still won. The Avengers came back. They defeated Thanos. And now there's no Avengers again. So when you met him in Civil War, he was grieving. Uh, He was revenge focused. And he was man with the plan, I would say, is the main difference in that movie. Which would account for his coldness. I don't know if that factors in your thought process. No, no, that's that's a good, like, that is a good point. And also like, uh, but I did also like that scene. I'm torn on this scene where it's like he put on the mask for five seconds, did some shit, and then came back to them. I thought that was kind of cool. And also, I kind of don't like it. Back? Yeah. Well, no, I get I why he came back. Because he's because he still, still have the wants, same goal at the moment. They still have the same goal at the moment. So he's going to be with them as long as they have the same goal. The but I just like the fact that it was almost soldiers. like he, he slipped into like a different personality, like a, like a badass personality, and then kind of came back. Because, okay, I'm my goofy self again. Here's, here's a yeah. car. I just like that he – I love the idea that he's like rich. Like someone like made a meme online where it's like when you're watching the wrong subtitles and it's like it's the three of them watch walking and they're like, what's your superpower? And Zemo's like, I'm rich. Mm. <laughs> because I like he's like a Eastern European Bruce Wayne. He's like got the butler and like the airplane and like the fancy cars and the jacket. And he's like yeah. sipping like on champagne and, he's got a mask. and stuff. He's got a cowl. You've got it. You've yeah. got the cowl, baby. And he's like, he's like an expert. I love the comparison you made. I think it was a meme you showed or just said, Jonesy, where it's, he's talking about how he understands the song and the complexities of it. And then when he's dancing, he's like, can't dance at all. I love love that that juxtaposition. Release Um, the Zemo cut. That's all we did. Straight off the dome. Um, Um, All he wants the rest of that dance. You don't need to put it in the episode. Just give us like a book. Put it in the... Uh, assembled no the assembled yeah thing at the end which is the making of just four minutes that's all we want for release the zemo cut crowd we don't want any violence we just we just want to see him dance a little bit longer but i just felt like the episode on the whole was just felt kind of plot heavy and thin i think that also contributes maybe what you're talking about jonesy where it's like it's because it was so much they needed to be here then here then here then here it didn't have a lot of time to really focus on the characters and their drive and all that so i think for me that that's why it just felt kind of a mess. It didn't feel like it had the 
I think maybe that's the problem having with these Marvel TV shows so far is they feel like they're stretched thin through their plot and that they're not necessarily always taking in that opportunity to sort of dig deeper into the characters as much as they are trying to make the plot more scattered. Well, they're not trying to make it scattered, but it's coming across more scattered. Yeah, they're stretching out a two-hour feature in those six six episodes. Yeah, and they're not filling it with things. Right. Um, so to your point about it being significantly action-heavy, this episode was directed by Chad Stahelski of John Wick fame. So if some of these things look familiar, like knives being thrown around, or some of these bullets and all the shit flying around look familiar, that would be why. Um, a lot of that was done by Sharon Carter, who's returning to this series. And I was curious, what, if anything, did you guys about uh, her characterization here versus in any other time we've seen her? Danny, I'll start with you. I I put this down in my head, Cannon. I put this down the same as uh, with, with Zemo a little bit. I think that they, they weren't blipped and they used this time to... Um, escape embed themselves learn new trades try to um zemo particularly tried to make himself a new you know a new bad guy in a sense and make make the most of what he felt would have been a success a win like you guys were just discussing i love the new character that she's portraying now or the new version of herself that she's portraying now i think it's it's a it's a nice progression for her she's got a lot of confidence back now or has confidence now that she may wasn't sure about before because she was um, working for someone. But as the end of this episode shows, it looks like she is more or there is more to her than meets the eye as to what her motivations are and who she might be working for. Don't you dare. Um, (laughs) And uh, and so I actually really enjoyed it. But what I enjoyed most in this episode at the moment, though, was just that actual action stuff. And so just to touch on that point a little bit, Jonesy, which is where you weren't necessarily asking, but... I thought the action set pieces in this episode were much better than number one. That's one criticism I had of episode number one was the fight sequences were a bit choppy and the editing was a little bit rough, yeah. especially on the plane before they went airborne, when when uh, Sam went airborne. And then this one, it was a lot more clear. The choreography was a bit better and the... Um, What's the word I'm looking for, guys? The, the situation or the understanding of time and space where the fight was happening, this one felt a little bit more... Um, controlled and so it doesn't make no surprise to me at all that it was the guys from John Wick because they did a good job with action so from that sense I enjoyed the action in this and I enjoyed seeing her being at the at the uh, at the helm of it it was great so uh, okay. so yeah I enjoyed that uh, iteration of Sham that we've got at the moment okay. the action was Nick good. Doll. yeah it was it was it felt refreshing like to see it rather than just like dredging up that's why I like the Zemo thing too and I don't mind and I disagree about uh, development so I think this episode was all about developing those two characters. Not like that's the entire episode developing Sharon Carter and Zemo past where okay, they I were before. That. Like that's why there's yeah. not as much growth for Bucky or Sam. And they even give just, you know, they give away three minute throwaway to John Walker to just kind of see his development of like, I'll do what it takes and I'll, I'll punch someone who spits on me. But going back to Sharon, I, yeah, it's fun to see a different take than you'd ever expect from her. Um, because just like Zemo, she's kind of had to suffer for a year. Like she wasn't pardoned. She's had to make her way in a criminal um, like area because she's wanted. And she even said Madripoor, Madripoor, wherever it's pronounced. She's like, they don't extradite. There's a line like that, which is why she's there. Um, yeah, but I was surprised and I liked it. And she kicked a lot of ass. Though as far as the John Wick director being involved, I think that's some of the best winter action, winter soldier action we've seen. 
too, just the way that scene was shot, where he's pretending yeah. to be Winter Soldier, and then later Zemo's playing with his chin and shit. But uh, my final thing about that is my mom uh, texted me while she was watching it. She's like, is that Captain? Who is this? Do we know her? Is this Captain Marvel? So I had to call her real quick and be like, no, she helped out Steve twice in the past. It's not Captain Marvel. <laughs> Captain Marvel yeah. would have kicked everyone's ass quicker. Yeah, quicker. I liked her yeah. in this. I thought she was, uh, I liked the jaded side of her. I wasn't expecting it, but it makes sense that like, oh yeah, I forgot that, you know, we were so focused on this. We didn't notice that they kind of screwed you over and you just basically have been on the run since then. It's almost and like Avengers privilege. After that. Like yeah. she helped yeah. the Avengers, but she wasn't one. So like you said, overlooked. Yeah. It's just us. That'd be funny. She, she goes to Sam, check your privilege, Sam. And he's like, oh, <laughs> don't even start with that. Um, oh God, that reminds me of that goddamn Avengers cartoon. You guys ever seen that? There's an Avengers cartoon where Black Widow says to Black Panther, like he's talking about mutants like badly or something like that. And she goes, you don't know what it's like to have to hide. Or like she basically tells Black Panther to check his privilege. And I'm like, shut fuck up <laughs> um, sorry very random i'll find that clip and i'll send it to you guys really um, quick i do want to say there was one part that made me go huh in a weird way and that was the moment where she talked to she was talking to sam and she's like don't pretend that you have the power to sort of clear my record and then he basically yeah. says if you help us we'll clear your record and she shakes his hand i'm like what <laughs> <laughs> did i miss something well if she's up to so, weird shit maybe so no, yeah, that's, that's my did question. You miss what so I just here's said, my question. Though? Like, so what, she wait. knew he had no power to do that, and then she but, shook his hand on it. Point, but but however, what if she's the power broker and she's just like, fine, let's just get the fuck out of this room. She's had do five years. She's yeah. Do you think that ah, she's I either a that. undercover or b the power broker? Because that would explain like why she's, she's one like, of no, those things whatever. based on how she exited the episode. She's yeah, probably yeah. one of those things at the very least. Uh, undercover is interesting i didn't think about that and i wouldn't i mean she might just be like within his circle or her circle without actually being the power broker in his covid bubble yeah it's like i <laughs> i almost i mean speculation is fun and we do it on obviously marvel multiverse mondays but we've been very careful this season like we didn't even draw that assumption we said maybe she's no manifesto assumptions thought she was no we didn't even say maybe she's the power broker on ours we saw that in other videos we're like we're not even gonna bring that up yeah. on our show she could be she could just be in someone in his circle yeah i mean she lives highland whatever they call the one the two halves of the city high side yeah high side high side high side downside we keeping you up um, Joe? no it's it's like one so no not even close <laughs> <laughs> i've got a couple more questions for you guys and then you guys can either continue on or shut it down because we've hit our time we hit our time mark and once you guys notice i did it we did it. We did it together. We're not done yet. We haven't hit the time mark yet. It's calm well, we down. did, but now we can decide to go on or yeah, be now heroes. We can I think we on. should go on and not be heroes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I did have a couple of quick questions for you guys. Um, the first one is, do you think that we're going to see Steve in this series? Um, I hope not. No? I hope we don't. I, I don't know if we will. I, I don't think we will because I think that would take away from... I think this is. I think Marvel knows this is their opportunity to really focus on these other characters and to bring in the specter of another big character is to do a disservice to those secondary characters we're now focusing on. Which is why I think we didn't see Doctor Strange in uh, WandaVision. They really wanted it to be about them. Um, it's COVID. Oh, is that the reason? Yeah. 
Oh, fuck. Well, shit. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I think if the shield does get given to Sam, it's because... It was already given to him, and he squandered well, I mean, it. But now he's like, fuck this. He's even said, like, why don't we just go beat him up and take... Or maybe Bucky said that, but Sam kind of Bucky agreed, but was like, but that. we can't do that. <laughs> we can't yeah. just beat him up and take his shield. I think there might be a ceremony or something, and maybe even that's why he gets the shield. Just, I guess no one knows if Steve Rogers is dead or whatever. If he shows up yeah. as an old man and is like, hey, I look like if John Walker's imploded or whatever, he's like, I know a guy. There, he's just sitting no. at the ceremony, like, just whatever the actual handoff happens, like the one that works. I, think I wouldn't fight. be surprised if he's there and old. I think Battlestar, John Walker, and uh, Winter Soldier, and Sam are going to fight. And that's where they're going to take the shield back. I still think he might just be in the audience. I don't know. I wouldn't expect him to be in it. but yeah, Maybe the shield. I agree. I think there's going to be a fight, and maybe the shield will just be on the floor, and we'll see it being lifted, but we won't see who's... (laughs) Cut to black. Cut to black, yeah. No, cut to a color. Cut to a different color. We say purple gloves. (laughs) (laughs) Or a female. He, I am the he starts dancing now. with the shield. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end, it's like, just like the book of fat or whatever, it's like, coming soon to Disney Plus, Zemo. <laughs> Zemo America. Zemo doesn't That would just be the Thunderbolts, right? I'm hoping yeah. we're in there eventually anyway. That would be great if we got Not there. in the show, but through the show, we're getting more Thunderbolts. Yeah. Freaking Ross goes like, wouldn't it be great if we had a league of our own? And then Zemo's there. <laughs> and John um, Walker. and <laughs> John Walker? Abomination. No, yeah. John Walker's often a uh, Thunderbolt. No, but I, it's hard for me to think about him moving on beyond this series. Oh, I think. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think he's here to stay. I think it he's would be a Thunderbolt smart. for sure. He is such yeah. a cop in this episode. No, he's Ooh. a cop. He, that's because he's still working for like... Well, he's, he's working such a for cop. the World Organization and he jumps out of a vehicle. The way he police. acts. Yeah. The way he acts. Do you know who I am? Blah, blah, blah. Just like well, the way Well, that's very much like, I'm Captain America now. I mean, he's not yeah. really a cop because when that guy spit in his face, he would have beat the shit out of him if he was a cop. He has punched him no, once. No, but, but he... Oh, that's a good Those point. Those are just facts. Those are just facts. He'd he didn't kill him. He just punched him once. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Hoskins like, what the fuck, man? Another question for you guys, or actually, do you guys? So, as of this recording, we've only seen three out of the six. Right? Yep, that's correct. Um, I'm gonna make my prediction about uh, what we're gonna see at some point. I think we're gonna get a flashback of Isaiah Bradley fighting Bucky. I would love that. So I much. hope so. That'd be I awesome. Think we're, yeah, I think we're gonna delve deep into what happened. And I think you have to. I think you have to do that to kind of see um, what's happening. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting was that um, oh, his name is John, the guy playing Isaiah Bradley, whose name I almost always the one I need to know right. Um, he looked pretty big, and he was in old man makeup. And those. Oh, he was. That was That's not. Thing. He's not actually that old. No, he's not. Oh, we're definitely getting that then. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I've been so I think we're going to get that. And there's a part of me that wonders, having read. Um, the comic book that this that his storyline is based on. Thank you, Carl Lumbly. Um, whether or not Sam is going to get his new outfit from him, or like either inspiration or some variant from him. So those are yeah. my dude. Ideas. Carl Lumbly is seventy years old. I was just gonna say the same thing. But he doesn't he's... look like the the face. His face doesn't. Look. I guess. I, I would. Guess. I was hoping that they, we would see a flashback. Maybe You're right. He doesn't look old, but he is. 
I mean, he is. He is though. He, like, sorry, Carl, but make you're old as fuck. Up. Yeah, they did. How old did you say he was? As 70. fuck. Oh, 69. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 69. Genuine age. As fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's as old as um, fuck. He's yeah. not that old. That's that's my thought. What we do you don't. guys think? Do you guys have any predictions? You guys can go like we saw Ao in this episode, this last episode. Oh yeah, things are getting complicated stuff. <laughs> What what if anything are you guys expecting from these last few episodes? Definitely think uh, I think there's a zero percent possibility that uh, um, Walker and Hopkins don't get dosed. So 100 percent possibility they do get dosed. I don't know why I said it the weird way. Do you think both of them are gonna get it? Yeah, in the comics they do. Both you think, are. Do you think Falcon's gonna get dosed? Maybe I have money higher on Zemo getting dosed. Needs to. That's the thing is like, but people are like uh, Zemo dosing like, himself to take care my, of the problem talking to my brother-in-law he was just all like yo like i like sam but sam doesn't have super soldier serum he's like he can't compete and it's I'm all like, about the tech yeah. with sam like even as captain america he wears the wings still yeah still. he's like stark at this thing, point or roadie the thing yeah but stark had a full armor it. body that made yeah, him but you that say the way, like it's like doc ock fighting spider-man and spider-man 2 you're like oh man like that fall to the train would have killed him but then it's like no if you watch it in slow motion the arms take all the impact and the roll. Like he never touches the. Tr- that. See, no, it's I all get about that. Using but your I mean, tech like, right. Yeah, but also that only works because Spider-Man pulls his punches. Yeah, but like so Sam can block most punches the- with his arms. I mean, with his wings. Like when he uses it like a shield from guns all the time. I don't know. It just. I think it goes against the comic. I mean, they go against comics all the time. I don't think he has ever been juiced. No, in he the hasn't. comics. But I don't think it works given what we've seen. Like, I think that that works for the comic books. I do not think it works. I don't movies. know. Because um, he's not going to be I, a traditional cap. And we have no, other so non-Jews people on the Avengers. Here's your argument. You've got um, Widow, who is okay. traditionally juiced, not juiced in the MCU. Hawkeye, who's not juiced uh, yet. Some... Not this multiverse version. Get, yeah, I don't think she's going to get it. Gonna, I don't think her, her and Loki Hawkeye are going to team not. up. And so... That means that you will have Sam stepping to that role of like just the straight up human dude on the team. Um, yeah, I don't think he'd be the leader of the team anymore. Like Cap doesn't have to be. It's not. Steve Rogers was the leader of the team. He wasn't the leader of the team because he's called Captain America. I, I don't. Think. No idea. I, yeah, I don't. Into a leader. No, no, and he could. I just don't think the leader of the team would be without superpowers. But you could still. Obviously, the movies have established you can have people on the team without superpowers. I mean, more than that, Iron Man, that's three three Avengers from the original roster don't have superpowers. Iron Man, yeah, you keep bringing yeah. up Iron Man, but Iron Man has like an armor that basically makes him superhuman. Yeah. Whereas he doesn't have that. He doesn't, he's, there's lots of vulnerabilities in his outfit. And that's they give him a I suit or something. more to Hawkeye and Black Widow. He's more like them than he is Tony Stark. Tony Stark literally like wears a watch that he can make into his suit. He like his, his suit is now his body or was his body. R.I.P. Um, yeah. He'd gotten to the point where the suit was him. All, so I think it's a little different. Same as same as Ant Man. Ant Man's nothing without his suit. Yeah. But in so. Stark's like just comparing Stark to Falcon. Falcon has battle experience too. Like he's a better fighter than Stark without the suit. Well, yeah, but Stark has the suit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It all Falcon comes back to need the suit. a suit because Falcon does well-trained military yeah okay well freaking have have a tony stark go up against a guy who with good combat experience stark is going to obliterate him oh you're saying a regular dude because cap beat the shit out of him because of his military experience well so i think cap is super looking for is civil war yeah cap was a super soldier though that's the thing yeah and also he had help i hate that 
blood. Yeah. So Bucky grabbed his leg. That made the big difference. It's like hmm? Cap was beating the shit out of him before Bucky grabbed Stark's leg. He distracted him. Yeah. It's like Stark's tech like taught him how to. Anyway, we shouldn't be. Talking. I don't know what you're arguing on behalf of anymore. Yeah, I feel wait, like we we switched sides yeah. like three times. You don't like that the suit was able to beat up Cap. This is like an episode of Cobra Kai. We're all changing allegiances mid-argument. Topic. <laughs> okay, so I just think Falcon will need to be juiced, or will get. Rather than that, I don't think he will get juiced because in this season, at least the juice is being associated with the bad guys. For now, I, I mean, like it was made it. from Isaiah know. Bradley's blood. It was done by yeah. a, first the CIA and now just a random rich person. We're working on it. Not a fan. Not a fan. Um, Danny, do you have any thoughts about any? I I am. I'm not. I'm, I was just about to say I'm confused as fuck, but I'm not. I'm just now trying to think how any or all of these scenarios that you three guys have just thrown out could or might work. So I'm not confused. I'm like, wow, any of those could could happen, and that kind of makes the next three episodes kind of exciting. So. I'm glad that we've got all of that possibility um, with absolutely no clue whatsoever what they might do. And I quite enjoy that. Yeah, yeah it's kind of cool going into an episode and being like, I have no idea how this is going to end. Like, I don't know where it's going. It's nice. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I agree. What else you guys got to say? Anything? Anything? Anything special? Uh, it keeps being good. It's it pretty good. It's the weakest episode. So I didn't rewatch it. I feel like maybe I, I didn't. I miss some of the things where I'm like, why are they there? I don't get what, what's the motivation here? What are they doing? Why is he dancing? Why is he doing this? What's going on? I love um, the actor's quote about why he's dancing in that scene. Why he's he's like, I've been in jail for like seven years. <laughs> you don't think he's mm. able to get to a club and do, do a few moves, have a few drinks. It's a good point. Good point. Yeah. Like I'm ready point. to do that too. And I've just been in lockdown for a year. So yeah, we I, got, I there's it. a little bit of Zemo in all of us. There's a little bit of Zemo in all of us. I love it. Post-COVID. <laughs> We're all going to get out there and be like, put on our purple masks. Start like... <laughs> yeah. Whatever this moving is. Up, moving on. Put on your moving purple mask. There's lots of world out there. <laughs> what in the world? I think cabin fever's affecting Jammer. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think it's tradition. I need to sing at least once each episode. Sing it once each episode. Okay. And then at the end of the year, we can release the greatest hits. <laughs> that will be the three-year anniversary. Will just be clips of Jammers. <laughs> I love to sing about the Moona and the Juna and the Springer. I love to sing. I don't know the rest of it. That was a uh, the old cartoon about the owl who wants to sing and his family doesn't support him. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck. You guys don't know yeah, this? this it's an animation classic. Yeah. No. Jonesy's almost um, knowing it. He said like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm <laughs> trying to remember the next part. I can't remember it. Uh, Moon of Jones is Trina. I love to sing. It's like a T B for you, like a T for two, maybe. Um, we'll find it. We'll I, find want, it I want Jonesy to pick up the guitar and stop the song, playing the. the it's called. Right oh, it's called I Love to Singa. Okay, so that's there you go. <laughs> nine, a, nine, a 1936 cartoon. Isn't that old? Wow. Oh yeah, it's old as ball sex. So old. We did it! <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna shut it down okay. on that note. I'm gonna shut do it. it. We, we, we should ask. We should ask Carl Lumley if he remembers it because he's just that, that old, isn't he? Didn't we establish? <laughs> yeah, he he is he is old. He's old uh, as balls. The, no, Not he's old, old, old as fuck. Old as, old of, as, the, old uh, as of, yeah. of the as fuck persuasion. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. What's funny is I'm, I'm glad we didn't do it. So we were going to do a review of Concrete Cowboy. But I objected with Black coming out. So. No, I thought we shut that down last week immediately because I never watched saying. it. That's what I'm saying. I'm glad we didn't yeah. do it. I'm glad we didn't do it. That's the reason why. But anyway, that's said. Gents, you ready to close up shop? Yes, sir. Check. I don't remember how to close up shop. How to close up shop. Jammer, didn't you do it last time? Or did I do it? Who did it? I don't remember, dude. Probably you. But uh, thank you so much, dear listeners, for joining us on this journey through the beyond and other things. And I uh, can't thank my crew here enough for joining me on this amazing, amazing uh, what are you doing? trek. And uh, <laughs> so, Jonesy, where can people find you? On Twitter, at Jonesy's, as well as Instagram, contributing to the website. And of course, right here on Breaking the Podcast. Danny Bartlett, where can people find you? On the Twitterverse at Danny K Bartlett and on Discord, which reminds me, go on to Discord and l- find the Breaking Geek Radio podcast thing in the Jiggy tag. What do you call it? Channel. Site, discussion channel. And let us know what you think about our Dungeons and Dragons okay. characters next week. Sooner That'd than that. Good. Let us know as soon as you listen to this. Yeah. Um, Nicholas, where can people find you? At Geeky Nick Doll on Twitter, and I write for the site, and I also do Marvel Multiverse Mondays, and I'm here, and hashtag release the Zemo cut! Do it. <laughs> we got it. trending for it, like, we got trending. It was trending for a day, which I thought was silly. It was mostly a joke, but I, I'd like to see the dance. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, uh, well, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at JamTheWriter, and all of my books under the name AJ Cerna on Amazon and Audible. Um, we have something special coming up, don't we, Jonesy? Is that something that we're sharing? The thing? Yeah, we can share it now. Uh, so this Sunday we're going to be recording a Dungeons & Dragons episode of Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, and that's going to be with Dungeon Master Kevin. So it's going to be very exciting. Log on to Discord, as Danny said. Let us know what, you care, what characters you think that we should be. Up the boys, figure out who we're going to be for this, uh, this dungeon break. It should be exciting stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Thank you so much, everyone. We'll talk to you later. Hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Mission accomplished. Don't get any on ya. Hasta lasagna. <laughs> accomplished mission. <laughs> never stop running. Never stop, never stopping. Don't stop stopping. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.